Respect the wisdom of the aged. I, I marveled at it. As soon as she finished what she did, I went, I, I, I went to find her. In my power wheelchair, I can do that. So I went to find her. <laughs> It's always good to communicate and talk with other people and learn something new every single day. I love people. Schlegel Villages, everybody. We're so happy to be here. Yes. We're recording live, which is awesome. Normally, I'm in my very professional soundproof booth known as my son's bedroom basement closet. Um, so with a blanket over my head, and I know Evelyn does this from Aaron Meadows with yes. help from the staff there. So it's lovely to, to be with you in person. So again, I'm Kathy Buckworth. This is Evelyn. We've been doing this for the past season and getting to know each other as well as all of the fabulous guests that we have on the show. It's true. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so you are probably aware that the Green Bench was born out of the belief that our elders have so much insight, experience, and wisdom to offer. So in the beginning, these Green Benches were made available for older and younger generations to sit together and to connect. And this podcast is now an extension of that. Elder Wisdom is about reminding people to take a stand against ageism while sharing advice and wisdom gained through the lens of years, one conversation at a time. As Ron Schlegel said, the greatest untapped resource in Canada, if not the world, is the collective wisdom of our elders. We're here in Niagara Falls at a Schlegel Village conference, and the theme is People, Care, and Quality. And this is the first time we are recording an episode with 500 or so more people who are watching. And we're glad you're all here. Welcome to all of our Schlego Village team members, team leaders, residents, and guests. The second bit of uh, news is that Elder Wisdom has just reached a milestone of uh, 100,000 downloads. And that's thanks in part to a lot of you. I've heard a lot of you mentioning that you do listen to our podcasts and we're very thankful for that. We are diving into what makes exceptional care, how people and relationships make an impact, and what people and care do for the quality of long-term care and retirement living at Schlego Villages. Our very special guests who are all waiting backstage are here to share their insights and experiences. But before we bring in our first guest, of course, Evelyn has experience as a resident of the village of Aaron Meadows in Mississauga, where you and your husband, David, live. And I've had the pleasure of visiting them there. It's fabulous. What is your experience with the people, care, and quality at Aaron Meadows? Well, Kathy, I find that the conference theme, People, Care, and Quality, is certainly very relatable to my experience. Visited a number of retirement homes before we moved into Aaron Meadows. We found that 
majority of them had a very lovely decorated main floor, but there were no people. Whenever I'm in Erin Meadows, whether uh, walking through the main street or in the elevator, I'm always greeted with a smile and often by name from many of the residents and the staff. People are everywhere and they're enjoying the variety of programs and activities that are available. It doesn't take long for a new resident to be, make friends and become a part of the Erin Meadows community. People are what makes Erin Meadows a very good place to live and to call home. And I'm sure that's the same in many of the other Schlegel villages. Also remarkable, especially in these days, and as I've talked to several of you here, that the, many of the Erin Meadows staff have worked for Schlegel for 10, 15, and 25 years. They and the PSWs we've come to know are caregivers who love their job and love the people they care for. They're always cheerful, smiling, patient, compassionate, and helpful to all in their care, especially or even though some of them can be very difficult. My husband, David, first moved into Erin Meadows when it was opened after a series of falls and hospitalization for over three months. Currently, he's moved into Egerton because his health has improved. Surprisingly, uh, in the past year, he's also regained his uh, interest and ability to read newspapers and books once again and even is thinking now of trying to start a book club. Our family feels that much of that improvement is due to the staff's interest and help uh, working with us as a family and following the medical advice that we've received. We feel that all the staff at Egerton and Emma and throughout the building are exceptional. They have made every effort to know the person they take care of, who they are, what they like, and what they dislike. Many of them have worked in those areas for years. That has been important as well, uh, especially for anyone suffering with dementia. It provides familiarity, consistency, and a routine that they find comfortable. It's also reassuring to all the family members. Most importantly, it improves the quality of care that is given and received. That's why I feel the introduction of Living My Today, the program at the Schlegel Villages, is going to be a very beneficial addition to the care given to anyone living with dementia. It's something that is 
very important to all of those people and to their family members. It's a difficult disease to care for. And I want to thank all of you, team members, team leaders, who are here today and those who are not. Thank you for your care and your concern and love for the people you take care of. Thanks so much for that, Evelyn. I always learn something when I talk to you as well. We've shared grandparenting tips. Evelyn's an expert on it, and uh, we've shared a lot of personal stories, and I learn more about you and David every time. It's lovely to hear those stories. Thank um, you. And we're going to carry on with some great stories by introducing our first guest, Anne Baxter. And Anne is a resident in Egerton neighborhood at the village of Wentworth Heights in Hamilton. Please welcome Anne Baxter to the Green Bank. That's great, Eva. Yep. Good. Welcome, Anne. Thanks for being with us on the Green Bench today. Anne, I'm told that you have some strong opinions about care. Let's start with some of your thoughts about what makes exceptional care. What are the little things that you find that can be done to help and make a big impact? First thing I think when I was um, thinking about this, number one, gentleness. Um, even when um, uh, you're in a terrible rush, just finding those extra couple of seconds that are going to help whoever it is. Um, compassion, of course. Humor helps. Um, I found. Yes, um, true. And one thing that, that really struck me talking to a couple of the uh, helpers where I live, each one individually said they considered their time, they didn't say job, they said their time there as a vocation. Now that really rang home with me. And, and another um, carer there recently uh, come to the place. She was talking with me. Actually, she was giving me a shower at the time, so it was rather intimate. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, um, she used that exact expression. And I thought, that's absolutely beautiful. It isn't a job uh, or a task, just, but it is a vocation. And um, not all vocations seem to um, pay as much as they should. Yes. So. I don't think there's ever enough money to pay, repay what they give us. Absolutely, absolutely. And Anne, while there is always room for improvement on everything, um, what do you appreciate in terms of how the Schlegel team members provide care? Can you tell us about some of the things they do that they perhaps haven't, aren't done in other villages? 
some of the things they, they do, now I'm, I'm there and I'm not in need of extensive care, but they help me with my mes meds. Um, and I live on the second floor called Eggleton in um, Hamilton. A remarkable team, absolutely fabulous, love them to pieces, wonderful sense of humour, and they do this wonderful thing. A particular day might be picked out um, each month or every couple of months for dressing in a particular way. And these ladies on that floor, I mean, the one not that long ago was Pirate Day. <laughs> and they came in and they had the bandanas and the hats and the eye patch and uh, <laughs> sometimes the accent to go with it, you know, <laughs> sort of thing, and high boots. And they looked absolutely wonderful. And uh, we, the, the members of the uh, floor, were invited to do the same. But we have some very good-looking ladies on that floor, both being cared for and nursing us. We couldn't match them. They were, they were absolutely marvellous. And laughing and teasing with us and um, mm -hmm. different, different things like that and doing special little surprise things like suddenly there are more cookies on the <laughs> site which one of them had brought in um, um, bought because you can't obviously um, be doing the free ones um, <laughs> Well, hygiene, yes. Um, and they just do all these wonderful, wonderful things, decorations around. Um, they're terrific. They're ter I keep telling them I think I'm going to adopt them. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm sing single and have been all my life, so I have no one to spoil, and I have no one to spoil me. I'm enjoying that right now. <laughs> You know, that's very true because whatever the staff does, uh, their nature, their humor, what their feeling really sets the tone for the day among all the staff and the residents. And that's so important, isn't it? What would you like to impress on new PSWs or other team members who are just new to the village about their role regarding care? I think maybe I might have answered that a little bit to the fore. It's a vocation. Love it. Yes. Do the best you can. And also to respect. Now, those of us who live there, we're old. We've done a lot, we've seen a lot, um, and we're most fortunate to be um, experienced in all sorts of things. So for the younger people, and everyone, let's face it, is younger than us, um, respect the wisdom of the aged. Thank you. And learn from them. So right. 
That is so very important, and I hope they all remember that because it is important to each and every resident that's there. And before we wrap up with Anne, I wanted to quickly get into an idea you had for the podcast, actually. You'd like to see Schlegel Villages organize stories from the Green Bench listening parties, mm-hmm. I understand. Could you tell us why you believe this is, would be a great benefit to residents? Well, when uh, uh, I was first approached about doing this, I didn't know anything about all this stuff. It's all very new. I've never <laughs> spoken to such a big audience. I'm an old teacher, so I'm used to speaking to a group, but not this <laughs> uh, Imagine yeah. trying to write reports. <laughs> um, the idea of uh, um, podcasts, and I gather there are something like 44 already in the can. Um, 60-something, I think, actually. Yeah. There you are, you see? Yep. Mm-hmm. Caught up with me. Um, then what happens? If if we want to go on learning, and, and, you know, we're asked always to go on learning, why not ha- take one of these, or a number of them, and have a, a discussion group among the members, mm-hmm. of the, among the residents? Because not everyone is au fait with um, um, technology. the technology mm-hmm. and everything. But if there was a meeting downstairs of five, six, seven, or eight, whatever, in the library, in the hobby shop, um, on Main Street, and this podcast of four minutes, ten minutes, however long it might be, is shown to everybody, all those extra heads would say, yes, but perhaps you could do so-and-so. And so the idea, instead of um, ideas coming from a group such as this is coming again from the residents with their wisdom and experience. Um, Just a little example of something that happened where I'm from. Um, There was a meeting on the homelessness about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. As a result of that, a group of residents, and it then grew to be volunteers of 19, set up places for donations to be made financially and um, equipment for new homes for single mothers. Uh, Loads of stuff came in, collected thousands, literally, in 19 days, and it was the residents who ran it from their experience. But... We couldn't have done it because we had to be on duty to say thank you very much and all that sort of thing. We wouldn't have been able to do that without um, members of the workers there coming down and helping to remove things at the end of the day and set up the tables again next day. So a wonderful example of both working together but um, kicked off by some rather forward-thinking residents. And I thought that was wonderful. And to do that, plus once a month, once every couple of months, to run this or one of the other podcasts that was dealing with a particular issue, like, for example, I've just thought of this just now, um, the the whole thing about the um, countryside, Mm. the Greenbelt, around 
Hamilton, etc., etc. So it's a, it's a topic about which I'm sure we all have loads of opinions and talk about it all together. Thank you so much, because the podcast is all about community and sharing, and so you're yes. a perfect example of that. A perfect example. And we so, we so appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us today, and thank you so much. And I'm going to ask now Ted to escort you off, and we are going to meet our next guest, Tam and Barb. We'll hear more about them in a second. There they are. So I'd like to introduce Tam in the green jacket and Barb sitting next to her. Our next guests who have a lot to say about connecting with people and how people can make anywhere feel like home. Our next guests became fast friends when a conference in Pittsburgh brought them together. So please welcome from, from the Schlegel Support Office, Tam White, and from the village of Riverside Glen in Guelph, Barb Merkley. So of course we're all about the story, so we need to know the story of Pittsburgh. So please tell us how your paths crossed and how you became fast friends. Tam, why don't you start? Thanks. Well, uh, every year, some of you in this room know that we send a group of Schlegel ambassadors to a conference. It used to, it was formerly called the Pioneer Network, but the Pioneer Network and the um, Greenhouse Project sort of became partners and we had the, the the Center for Innovation Conference going to Pittsburgh this year. So we had 23 Schlegel ambassadors and uh, we had put it out to some of the general managers that we would like to take a resident and lo and behold, uh, that is how I met Barb from Riverside Glen. They submitted her name. Literally, uh, Bryce, the GM there, said, I think I have someone in mind. And then he called me 45 minutes later and that's how I first met Barb on the phone. Um, Barb and I then met in person a few days later and what I thought might be a one hour meeting, I think I came out of Barb's room like two and a half, three <laughs> hours later. I knew her life story, she knew my life story, and um, I know there's many people uh, that went to that conference that are actually in this room and we all kind of felt this, that the same way with Barb. She just puts you at ease. Literally, I was just like, I just told her everything. She knows about my kids. She knows about my family. She knows what I like to eat. She knows I have a trailer. So we just, I loved her cat. I probably could have stayed. I almost became a resident at Riverside Glen. So that's how Barb and I became friends. Right. Barb, let's circle back a little bit to the time before you both met. Um, I want to go back to the first time that you came to Riverside Glen for a short stay after you were convalescing from surgery. Uh, from arriving, can you share with us what you felt and noticed from that first time that you came to Riverside Glen and you entered the building? I felt at home. Uh, everybody made me feel welcome. They went about showing me things that I needed to know for my stay as I was only four weeks there but it was wonderful four weeks because I got great care I was therapy wise everything staff was awesome with me uh, dietary was really good <laughs> that's it, was, good. it made it home <laughs> uh, 
I didn't I didn't get involved in a lot because I knew I wasn't staying, but I met a lot of wonderful residents uh, that I became friends with. Uh, I, I was in February, and then in June I was back again for another four weeks, so the friendship got stronger. And then that fall I fell and I broke my arm. Guess where I went? Oh. Back <laughs> to Riverside. <laughs> I was there about three weeks, and one of the marketing girls said, why don't you stay for the winter because I lived up north and I was my husband had passed so I was on my own. That was Friday she said that. Monday I went to the office and asked if I could stay and I've been I'm in my eighth year now. Well, Amazing. Wonderful. <laughs> Amazing. I found that too and especially after Dave got there that it felt I had to move in as well or just to be close by and mm -hmm enjoy all of the things they had to offer. Well, you can get involved in, right? Mm -hmm. My family lives, my daughter lives at Guelph, my son lives in Waterloo, so it was better for me too. Sure. I was close to family. Great, great. So I think it's safe to say it sounds like you thrive in village life, Barb. Um, you just don't live there, but you get so much out of the village as well. You may not know this, but the podcast has listened to a lot of people who are not actually Schlegel village residents. They're, they're just wannabes at this point. So, you know, Barb, what would you say to someone who may be apprehensive about becoming a resident at Schlegel Village? Not to be. They're <laughs> yep. welcoming. They're yep. welcoming um, after moving in permanently. Just to put yourself out. Um, get to know the recreation staff. Get to know the staff. And they reciprocate back so wonderfully. Um, I gradually got involved in things and then now I'm so busy I'm hardly in my room. <laughs> We're glad you got here, you here. Yeah, all the activities, exactly. It's wonderful. It's never boring. No. <laughs> Have a good, good time. Tam, what do you think team members and leadership can do to help build relationships with residents? I think um, we've summarized that a lot at a lot of these conferences, but really recognizing the unique individuality of, of the people that live there. I mean, there's people like Barb who, you know, love to put themselves out there. They're comfortable with that. You know, Barb likes to take care of people. She helps with the birds and the shop and whatnot. But there's also some residents that really just like to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, maybe just set them up in a, a nook of the village somewhere with a newspaper and a coffee and, and whatnot. So I think just um, building that trust with them and, and, you know, picking away at building that relationship, that just, I think that solidifies, solidifies just, it's, it all boils down to relationships, right? So we just, yes. I think everyone in this room is committed to that. That's why we work for this organization. So um, if you're a people person and you enjoy seniors the way that I have for my entire career, it's, it doesn't feel like you're going to work often. You're just talking with people and getting to know them. So It's the best feeling you can have, right, with going to work especially, right? Absolutely, and yeah. the sense of community that I felt last night at the dinner amongst all the team members, it's quite something. It's very impressive. It's, it's pretty remarkable, and when you actually, if you collectively polled everybody in this room, like, sure, there's, there's a lot of new, new leaders in the room, and, and, you know, we're so glad to have them, but there's a lot of people that have worked for this organization for a long time. And um, again, I think we all stick with it because we have the same beliefs and are, you know, like we're, we're aligned with our mission, mm -hmm. vision and values. And 
again, it's not, it doesn't feel like work when you have those relationships that you can kind of lean into when times are hard, like, you know, we're, we're on the other end of the big C word. Um, and, you know, we've lived to tell about it. And I actually think that many of the relationships um, with each other, but more importantly, with our residents are actually quite stronger as a result of it. Um, is there any activity in particular that really got you involved with the village when you first moved in? And what are some of your favorites? Everything. <laughs> Everything. 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 I, I, I'm a people person. I like I like being with people, and I just sort of integrated myself into things and got involved in things. And just amazing. Gradually, as I say, eight years. <laughs> eight years exactly. Yeah. And I think Barb's not giving herself enough credit either. She, she's, you're to the general store and the birds and whatnot. Like just even the general store, she's got a good pulse. That is one of the senses that I got from Barb meeting her. She has a good sense of the pulse of village life. Um, and she's very humble and she's not going <laughs> to give herself the credit. But yes, that's a big part of it as I, well. I love people. <laughs> love it. Clearly, clearly. Thank you so much for sharing Thank with you. us today. We really appreciate yeah. you, Tam and Barb. Thank you so much. How long have you been at Erin Meadows? Uh, well, Dave's been there since it opened, which was in uh, uh, 2018, okay. and I uh, came about eight months later and uh, have been there ever since. And we both feel, and our families feel, that this was the best move we ever made, and it's... Um, other than their second, I should say, best move uh, is the first was coming to Canada and living, <laughs> becoming Canadian citizens. So those, those two things were important in yeah. our lives and really have given us an awful lot uh, of love and uh, beauty and just a good way of life. Well, we're glad you came to Canada from Detroit. <laughs> we're glad you're here. Um, and we're also glad that our next guest is here. I'd like to introduce Royal Hamill. So our final guest, Royal, is a guest. It lives at the village of Winston Park in Kitchener. Mm -hmm. He has a lot to say, apparently, about the exceptional care and what it means to him on a personal level. Please help me give a warm welcome to Royal Hamill. So, Royal, not very long ago and very suddenly, your life changed dramatically. Seemingly in the blink of an eye, your mobility was lost and you became paralyzed from the chest down. I can only imagine that you require an elevated level of care to meet your needs. Can you tell us a little bit about the quality of care you receive every day at the village and what makes that care exceptional? Um, first of all, I'd just like to say that uh, I feel very honored to... Um, to be here with you today, it's um, it's uh, a special kind of an opportunity, and I, I thank the people who um, who have invited me to be here. Uh, it's very true that my life changed in uh, a dramatic moment. Uh, from one minute, I went from uh, a very very healthy 70 73 year old who played table tennis um, four times a week and rode my bicycle to. Uh, to a man who is paralyzed from his uh, from his chest down. So, in point of fact, I am um, uh, I'm a person who, for the past 20 months, has needed a lot of care in a lot of different ways. As as you can well imagine, I've been through 
uh, five different uh, hospitals and two different rehab centers and uh, they uh, haven't fixed the Humpty Dumpty who fell off the wall. <laughs> they really haven't. But on the other hand, uh, God knows, and uh, I'm okay. But um, the fact of the matter is that when I first arrived at Winston Village, I, I, I was a little nervous, uh, I, I must confess, you know, as to what the care would be like. Uh, I had been living with my, uh, my wife for uh, some eight months, and uh, I, we were burning her out because she simply couldn't care for me as I needed to be cared for. And so when the opportunity came up, we said yes to Winston Park. And we went. And I have to tell you that um, something remarkable happened there. Um, and uh, it happened kind of right at the beginning. I remember being there a few weeks. And uh, there was uh, one, of the, uh, one of the girls, uh, the PSWs, a young PSW, probably not long out of school, <clears throat> was, uh, was uh, helping a person. And she, um, <laughs> she went over to this person, and uh, uh, I, like I, I watched very closely what's happening. She went over to this person, and she put her arm uh, around the shoulder of the individual and was talking with him, and. Uh, laughing with him, and uh, right after that she went to a, another person. I, I forget exactly what she did in that case, but again, there was, a, there was physical touch. There was obvious compassion in, in how this PSW reached out to this person, and uh, I, I marveled at it as soon as she finished what she did. I went, I, I, I went to find her in my power wheelchair. I can do that. So I went to find her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hunt you down. <laughs> and uh, so I, saw, I, I, I met this young girl, and I said, listen, I said, if you want to be a great PSW, I've got, I can tell you how to do it. So I told her. I said to her, what did you just do with that person over there? What did you just do with that person? And I told her what she did. And you know, all the while she was listening to me improve her skills, <laughs> do you know where her arm was? Totally draped around my shoulder. <laughs> Why? Because she is a person of compassion. She is a person who not only gives effective care, she gives affective care, and she reaches out with compassion just in a natural way. If I hadn't pointed out those things to her, I'm not sure she would, well, she didn't. She teared up, she was crying. Um, I do consider it a part of my responsibility to help train PSWs along the line. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> oh yes, it's it's important, and uh, because they're younger than us guys, and uh, and we can we can contribute to them. Uh, maybe I should throw it back to you for another question. I could just. <laughs> You're doing well. You can just keep going. I think we'd be happy to sit and listen to you for a while. <laughs> yes, you also told our producer that it's not 
just the team members who care for you, but they also care about you. Can you try to express, and I think you have in some cases, uh, what that means to you as an emotional or psychological effect? Well, you know, after having been through the, the system of hospitals and rehab centers, um, I think I can tell you um, what a huge difference it means when, when care comes to me and it's, uh, it, I mean, it's effective care, okay, it's competent care, but it's also, it's also cold care. It's, it, it's not care that's kind of interested in me as a person. And like, I can tell the difference and I can tell you that every single resident in every one of the homes can tell the difference. For me, for me, when I receive the care that I've been talking about, um, it can make the difference between a good day mm -hmm. and a bad day. It, it's such a powerful incentive in my life. Now, maybe I'm a different kind of an individual. I don't know, but I'm guessing I'm not. I'm guessing oh, yes, I'm like are. most people. And that compassion, care with compassion, is a huge thing as opposed to like simply effective care. We need, and us residents, I believe, I, I think it just does something to us psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. It does something to us to receive that kind of care. And I yes. thank Winston. Absolutely. Uh, just, I want to give you an, an, another example that uh, so intrigued me. As I was reflecting on speaking to you all here this morning, I decided that I would uh, uh, do a little test on one of my PSWs. Uh, <laughs> well, they didn't mind. Because <laughs> I didn't really tell him I was testing him. <laughs> but this delightful person, and trust me, really delightful. She, uh, I had been put to bed because I need help getting to bed, trust me. And anyhow, I was there, and she said she was going to bring me a, a hot tea later on. And lo and behold, she did. And uh, uh, with, uh, with compassion and, and kindness. And uh, I was teasing her a little bit. I said to her, um, listen, I said, you know, you're, you're good. Oh, by the way, one of the things I do all the time, all the time is I tell the nurses and the PSWs, I tell them if they're good, I tell them you're good. You do very well at what you do. Anyhow, she was helping me drink this tea. And I said, okay, you, thank you so much for this, I said, and I really appreciate it. I said, but you know what? I said, I think you like me. <laughs> Shocked her a little, but only a little, because she and I laugh together all the time. And she said, of course I do, a thousand times over. Amazing. Special, a special aid. Um, 
Where are we at? I'm Where are we at? Well, it's <laughs> a good question. Uh, now you're, you're officially, I believe, in charge of training PSWs. This is part of your responsibilities now. Um, maybe you have some advice uh, to offer people who are looking to enter the field of senior care when it comes to providing care. Maybe you can provide our listeners with some information on that. Well, you know, the, the one piece of advice I would give, um, particularly to ICE, to administrators and people who make decisions about hiring, I think when people are, are hiring a person, they should deliberately and specifically look uh, not just to the competency issue. Is this person going to be an effective deliverer of service to, uh, to our residents? But is this person, does this person have a compassionate side to them? Now, I admit that is, that is hard to measure. It's, hard to quantify, it, it's hard to evaluate. Nevertheless, it is so important, it should not be overlooked. You know, in, in, in this whole area of eff, uh, affective care, compassionate care, as well as effective care, uh, I had a brother once who used to tell me all the time that uh, in the kingdom of the blind, the man with one eye is king. And I think that in the kingdom of nurses and PSWs, we need to have an effective, competent person, but we also need to have that other type of person in the same person who is compassionate. And then those people will certainly be kings and queens in the whole business of providing care to people like me. Royal, so much of what you have said here today has hit home to me, and I know to many of the residents at all of the Schlegel villages, it is important. Compassion is so important to every single person. And I think, too, uh, that all of us uh, require that kind of personal care, that per personal note that makes our days a better and happier one. And we try to exchange that same feeling with them. I, I, I do let my caregivers know uh, day after day um, that when they, when they serve me well, I praise them. I, I go out of my way to let them yes. know, good job, you, you did well. And you know, it builds them up. I can, I can see it build them up. And to, to, um, to praise them openly. Uh, now, sometimes it's hard to give praise. But you know what? We, we should be a people who who are constantly looking around for opportunities to give praise and affirmation to people who are doing a good job. And when we do, it makes a difference in their lives. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And everyone's life. And really. everyone's life. It's important for the PSWs and the staff 
to tell a little bit about themselves to the people that they're caring for because that helps to build a good relationship. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, the, the more that, the, that uh, the resident is able to uh, get to know the PSW and, mm -hmm. and, and share in their life, uh, it's it's not just a one-way street. No. It's a two-way street, absolutely. Right. Well, compassion always is, isn't it? It's absolutely. always a two-way street. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing to Dare Royal. Anyone who wants to sign up for his training program, see, see Royal after the <laughs> podcast. Um, thank you so much for everything you shared today. Royal, you've been a delight. I'm so pleased to have met you. And before we Thank wrap you. this up entirely, we're going to ask for our guests to come out. Royal, you stay put. And our other guests, I'm going to ask Anne and Barb and Tam to come out and join us so they can enjoy another round of applause for their contribution today. Here we go. Thanks, folks. You know, it's it takes a lot to come up on this stage in front of 500 people and share these very personal stories, and we're extremely grateful. Um, I always learn a lot during the podcast. I think you do as well, Evelyn. Yes. Um, and what I've learned during I was here last night at the dinner, and then today is that while the villages of Schlegel Villages are beautiful buildings, I understand the food is quite good um, and the activities <laughs> are exceptional. It's clear that what makes it a special place is the people and the connections that everyone has between the PSWs and the residents. And I'm so happy to be able to experience that. What have you learned over the last couple of days, Evelyn? Well, the most important thing I think is that people care and quality are not just integral to the villages also represented on this stage and in the green bench that we all have in our buildings and try to use that much more. It's always good to communicate and talk with other people and learn something new every single day. Thank you all for coming and being here with us and sharing the green bench today. So please um, share your thoughts on social media about the podcast that you heard today. It's, it is hashtag Elder Wisdom. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you look for it. Um, and hashtag Elder Wisdom to help everyone find us on the green bench. Take a moment to rate and review the Elder Wisdom podcast, elderwisdom.ca, for more episodes. And while you're there, make sure to take the Elder Wisdom Pledge Against Ageism. So on behalf of my co-host, Evelyn Brindle, I'm Kathy Buckworth. Thanks for listening. And remember, your seat on the green bench is ready and waiting. Bye for now. Thanks. That was fun. Elder Wisdom, Stories from the Green Bench, is brought to you by Schlegel Villages, a complete continuum of care, offering independent living to long-term care, celebrating and honoring the wisdom of the elder. To learn more about us, please go to our website, schlegelvillages.com. <laughs>